Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As the series tries to progress since its debut in 1963, Doctor Who has had its fair share of huge moments. With 15 so far actors taking up the mantle of our titular Time Lord, each Doctor goes through their own adventures, adding to their incarnation's personal stories, as well as the larger story of the Time Lord and those around them. Everyone has their own personal favourite moments, but some events are literally entrenched within the DNA of the show. Huge moments in Who include first landing on Scarra, the Doctor's exile on Earth in the War Games, fighting the Time War and the fall of the 11th on Trenzalore, all having lasting consequences for the Hooniverse and the characters within it. But sometimes these huge moments don't stick. We bear witness to so many revelations in one story, but by the following week it has meant very little, and any development is unwritten, forgotten about or simply replaced by something totally different. So with that in mind then, I'm Ellie with Who Culture, and here are 10 huge moments moments in Doctor Who that no one cared about. Number 10. The Doctor, Lord President of Gallifrey This is a tricky one. Lord President of Gallifrey is the highest level of office among Time Lord society, and once or twice the Doctor has found himself raised to that position. In the five classic stories including Gallifrey, starting with The Deadly Assassin, the Doctor goes from running for president but declining at the end to coming back the following season to take the role to defeat a foe, before returning in his next incarnation to find he is no longer president, to then being offered it again in the 20th anniversary later that year, but still runs from the responsibility. The Doctor makes one final return to Gallifrey in season 23, where the sixth Doctor is met by the line, since you willfully neglected the responsibility of your great office, you were deposed, resetting this moment once again. So whilst this does pop up on and off in the classic era and is touched on in Hellbent, the presidency of the Doctor is never actually explored, besides in the odd expanded media story. Hello, Big Finish. It's a thread which comes and goes when the Doctor revisits Gallifrey depending on the story and the writers. The Doctor as Lord President is a big deal, but never seems to carry any weight or last beyond a story. Surely President Doctor would make a great storyline if fleshed out beyond one outing, although that may be a little tricky now. Number 9. The Death of the Master Again We all know the Master is the Moriarty to the Doctor's homes. That was always his intention during his original conception in the 70s, and like the Doctor, we've had a fair share 
share of incarnations. But unlike our titular Time Lord, we barely see these regenerations taking place on screen. Sometimes we are simply left believing the Master is dead. A common thread of the Master story in the 1980s especially, their appearance would often end with their death before reappearing a few stories down the line inexplicably. Looking at you, Planet of Fire, this season 21 story sees the Aang Lee Master literally burning to nothing with the Doctor just watching on. However, the following season's Mark of the Rani just has the same incarnation turn up with no real explanation. The trope returned in New Who with the first three storylines including the Master, Saxon, End of Time and Death in Heaven all ending with the death of the character. However, two of these occasions we're actually provided with reasons for the return through both resurrections and very handy last minute teleports. It's an endearing character trait and we don't always need the exposition of how the Master survives each encounter but when death to the character becomes so casual you start to wonder why the writers bother when realistically all major fans know they will not properly call it quits on such a bankable villain after one appearance, leading to a lack of caring towards the stakes of their life. Number 8. The Time Lord Victorious 2009's Waters of Mars is regarded by many as one of Tennant's finest hours, and the ending of the story has some major ramifications for the character. But guess what? It doesn't beyond this story. The end of the Waters of Mars has the Doctor declare himself the Time Lord Victorious as the last survivor of his race, and gaining a godlike complex when it comes to the laws of time. However, after changing time and saving the last few residents of Bowie Base 1, one member, Adelaide Brooke, does not believe this is right. Returning home, Brooke kills herself, setting her timeline back on course, leaving the Doctor to wonder if he's gone too far. But by the next episode, The End of Time, this seemingly huge moment is totally forgotten about. Yes, 2020 saw a massive, multi-expanded media storyline exploring the moments after this, but in the show, the moment the Tenth Doctor almost became comparable to a god is swiftly moved on from. This entry is a real shame. The fact this is glossed over, as this would have provided a fascinating new dimension to the show. The Time Lord Victorious is almost like an anti-hero arc, where Ten is doing what he believes is right when it actually goes against everything he and the Time Lords should stand for. Non-interference. Number 7. The Flux Okay, okay, Jodie and Chibnall's tenure in control of the TARDIS is not over yet, so there is still room to rectify this, but right now, this is a hugely glossed over plot point from Series 13. For the first time in New Who, Series 13 embarked on one interconnecting serialised arc, a refreshing change that updates Who to the style of other modern series. The series focused on the titular Flux, a huge apocalyptic event in time and space described as a hurricane ripping through the structure of the universe. Pretty cool, right? Doctor Who is going pretty bold here. Well, obviously being a show which isn't entirely bleak, the Doctor and co stop the flux. After it wipes out the combined forces of the Daleks, Cybermen and Sontarans, and finally when it is absorbed by a passenger. The passengers were an endless space intended to hold prisoners, and the vast space within was seemingly enough to extinguish the chaos. Fair enough, but what about all the destruction? Azir states that the Ravagers would restore the universe after the final flux event, but did that happen? The end of Series 13 is a little vague slash confusing, and come the next episode Eve of the Daleks, the events are barely mentioned. 
The Daleks know a considerable amount of their fleet was destroyed, not the entirety we're originally led to believe, and Dan mentions how the Doctors saved the universe, but is that it? We just gloss over the cataclysm that just occurred. For now, yes. Number 6. The Doctor is Merlin Sylvester McCoy's seventh Doctor is renowned from going from a clown-like buffoon in his first season to becoming the great schemer by his final adventures, using his companion Ace as his pawn. As a part of this, 1989's Battlefield introduces the idea that the Doctor at some point in his life will be the man behind the myth of Merlin. As Merlin, the Doctor would help Arthur fight the sorceress Morgaine. As the Doctor had no memory of being Merlin, he assumes that this must be a fate for him that'll occur later in his life. We've had plots of the Doctor being woven into various histories, occasionally arriving sometime before this in his timeline. But the legend of Merlin is quite a big position to fill. Sadly, season 26 is Doctor Who's final classic season, with both the TV movie and New Who providing reboots, so whether this would develop further if a season 27 happened, we may never know. Therefore, the idea goes nowhere. The concept has been followed in expanded media in various differing ways, but on screen, this is simply a loss we have to bear. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Number 5. Daleks Without the Doctor Asylum of the Daleks gives us our first introduction to Jenna Coleman in Who, playing Oswin Oswald, who's seemingly connected to our future companion Clara Oswald. However, in the end it is revealed poor Oswin has been converted into a Dalek. As a last gift to the 11th Doctor to escape, she reveals to him that she removed every trace of him from the Daleks' database, allowing him to escape the asylum. Upon making it back to the Dalek Parliament, we are left with the final knowledge that all the Daleks have forgotten him, and not just those in the asylum, leaving them to question Doctor Who. So with that ending, surely the next appearance of the Doctor versus the Daleks, it's Doctor Who that's obviously going to happen, is going to be pretty interesting, right? Wrong. The next appearance of the Daleks, barring their 50th anniversary appearance in the Time War is in the time of the Doctor, and once again the Daleks remember their arch nemesis. When asked by the Doctor how they knew who he was, we get the convenient explanation of they took the memories of Tasha Lem, a character we are only just introduced to in this episode, who is apparently significant enough to provide the Daleks with everything they need to know about the Doctor. 
In the end, it feels lazy to write the ending of Asylum to then simply do a full 180 as soon as they reappear for convenience. Why bother in the first place? Number 4. I'm Half Human on My Mother's Side Love it or hate it, the 1996 TV movie did one thing absolutely perfect, the casting of Paul McGann as the 8th Doctor. But one major aspect of his character has not ever been taken too seriously. I'm Half Human on My Mother's Side is a comment made various times throughout the American produced special. Now that is pretty huge. Not a lot is ever really discovered about the Doctor's past in the classic series. The only family member we are introduced to is Grand daughter Susan in the first seasons of the show, but otherwise it is always just assumed the Doctor is 100% Time Lord. Of course, once again the Chibnall era has decided to add its own spin on the character's origins and currently seems a lot more concrete of an explanation than this throwaway line, but even before this retcon in 2020, the half-human comment is never really taken as gospel. It's a storyline that maybe could have worked properly but almost feels too cliché. With no follow-up to the TV movie, we'll maybe never truly know the intentions. Both RTD and Moffat have mentioned before they don't truly believe into it, with another widely believed theory of whom the Doctor's mother is being the nameless woman in the end of time. This could be a monumental moment for the show, but after the TV movie is pushed aside, many chalk this up to post-regenerative trauma. Maybe lineage should be left alone, keeping the mystery in Doctor Who. Number 3. Morbius Doctors In 1976's The Brain of Morbius, during a mind battle with the titular villain, it is revealed the Doctor had faces before the Hartnell incarnation. Did the fandom go mental? What did this mean for the series going forward after such a shock reveal? Not a lot. Granted, this potentially means more now in 2022 with the Timeless Child plot, but in 1976, this meant nothing in the show or to fans. Fans, really. It is a widely known fact that New Who is definitely a lot more plot lore heavy than classic, with various contradictions in the original run, some of which we will get into later. The Morbius Doctors are brought to life on screen by members of the production dressed in classical outfits, meant to boost up the scope of the Doctor and Morbius's mind battle. These incarnations were portrayed by directors Graham Harper, Douglas Camfield and Christopher Barry, as well as writer Robert Holmes and producer Philip Hinchcliffe. Some fans believe these incarnations were Morbius's rather than the Doctor's, however this seems to have been proven wrong since. Yes, we now have the wonderful Joe Martin, who we are currently led to believe is a pre-Hartnell Doctor, and a very brilliant montage in The Timeless Children, but before this, these chaps had no acknowledgement in canon besides maybe being considered a gag. More Doctors should be huge events, as the War and Fugitive Doctors were, but it's taken 44 years for this true potential meaning to come to screen. Number Number 2. The Valiard The Sixth Doctor's era receives mixed reviews from the fans, but his final story drops a bombshell to rock the character to their core. The Trial of Time Lord sees the Doctor put on trial for his exploits through time and is being prosecuted by a Time Lord referred to as the Valiard. As the series comes to a head, the Master returns and reveals that he knows the Valiard as the Doctor. The Valiard is an amalgamation of the darker sides of your nature, somewhere between your twelfth and final incarnation. So surely something exciting must happen with this character next. An evil incarnation of the Doctor? Surely a big deal for our hero. Nope. 
Whilst he goes on to play various parts in expanded media, the Valiard only appears in season 23 and is briefly mentioned in Capaldi's final story. As a premise, the Valiard is a really interesting idea and has so much potential, especially since after David Tennant's second incarnation, the Valiard is meant to come about. When written in 1986, obviously the intention of the Doctor is to have 13 lives, so this fits between Tennant and Smith. However, since the time of the Doctor, the Doctor's lifespan has been expanded and so there is now a full cycle of possibilities. Hopefully, this is one moment which is eventually addressed, as seeing what happens when all the darkness of the Doctor takes form would be a real treat. But for now, this is another moment no one has cared about. Number 1. Gallifrey Returns the planet of the Time Lords has been a part of the show's history since the late 60s, with later seasons fleshing out the planet's society and people. But turn to New Who and Gallifrey is gone, wiped out by the Doctor in the Time War. That again is until the 50th anniversary where the planet was saved, so surely now Gallifrey is back as a staple of the Hooniverse. I think again. Series 9's finale Hellbent marks our first proper exploration of the Doctor on Gallifrey, with the planet being stuck at the end of the universe, but very much there. However, the next time we see Gallifrey, in Series 12's Spyfall, the Master has reduced the planet to a smouldering wreck. Yes, the shot in Spyfall is beautiful, but after the work of the 50th, the 11th Doctor's last stand on Trenzalore and the arc of Series 9, Gallifrey and the Time Lords are once again taken from us. Some may argue that the Time Lords as a species aren't that interesting. We'll tell them to go check Big Finish's Gallifrey series. But there is so much potential, and another monumental U-turn makes you question the point of the build-up to its return if not to be explored. Of course, there is every chance Gallifrey and the Time Lords are restored once again. That could be useful for the Timeless Child arc, since it is literally its foundation. But right now, the return of Gallifrey feels like a meaningless waste of time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.